0: Money FM 89.3. Best of Breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Here's your market update with me, Ryan Huang. And a look at what's happening on Wall Street. And it's red on the screen. We've got the Nasdaq leading the drop down 1.8%. And that closes under its 200-day moving average. You've got the S&P 500 lower by 1.2% to 4,137. And just earlier this week, breaking below 4,200. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 250 points or 0.8% to 32,784. So let's check in now with Michelle Schneider. She is the Chief Strategist at Market Gauge Group. Michelle, thanks for joining us on the show, I believe all the way from New York City.
1: That's right. I'm visiting New York,
0: the Big (laughs) Apple. All right. Lots to talk about today, Michelle. So let's start with what you are seeing in terms of momentum, because it does look like further losses for U.S. stocks. In fact, the S&P 500 briefly dipped into correction territory. The Nasdaq now officially in correction territory. What do you make of the momentum so far?
1: But the market held up as long as it could under so many different circumstances and in spite of so many different circumstances. So obviously interest rates being probably the top of the list, second by inflation, and now, and I certainly would not minimize this, but certainly geopolitical stress, of course, with what's happening with Israel. So when you check those three boxes, what the market hears is uncertainty. And so that's really, I think, what has been the latest flush out that we've seen after what seemingly looked like the impossible range to break below, which was the Mm 4200 and the SPY, here we are. So going forward, really, it's going to be a question of a couple of things. Today, the good economic news that came out in the U.S., which was the GDP, much stronger than they expected, uh, but yet... Uh, The the price of of single-family homes fell dramatically. This kind of mixed bag is what's making it so difficult to see people's way through what's next. So we are really anticipating at this point that we may be choppy like this but range-bound, and I can't exactly tell you what the low and the high would be, but somewhere with what we've seen over the last year and a half, possibly until about the spring 2025 because we're in a... Stagflationary environment is probably the best way to describe it.
0: Yeah, let's take a look at that mixed bag of stuff you are talking about. And you mentioned GDP coming in at 4.9%, above expectations of 4.7%, and more than double what we saw in the second quarter, which was 2.1%. So it kind of suggests that the consumer is looking quite resilient, at least in the third quarter. And of course, GDP data is backwards looking. What are you expecting going forwards for the next few quarters when it comes to the consumer strength?
1: And that is the bright spot of a market. So if we look at it from a technical standpoint, I like to look at things right now uh, by stepping back at these year cycles. So if we look at the retail sector, where the small caps, which very much usually is hand-in-hand with with, with the retail sector, right, because the small caps really represent – the uh, industrial mm. side of the companies that produce within the United States, the consumer being something else, the consumer has definitely been leading the charge. And it held a critical level down at what would be about a six to eight year cycle. If it breaks, of course, would certainly bring out the recessionary people. But right now it held. So as the bright spot and then on the heels of Amazon's learn, uh earnings and then on top of the seasonality factor that we are going closer to a big push for black friday instead of it being one day in november these stores are going to be giving discounts every day wanting to get people incentive to buy that's going to be the key if we mm. can hold on to the consumer i still i'm not changing my mind about the stagflationary environment but that would change my mind if it, uh if, if it or it fails to hold the consumer from stagflation to more recession. And if it holds, I don't think that necessarily means economic growth, but it could definitely help the damage that is potential for the market right now if things continue the way they are.
0: Yeah, interesting times, especially as we head into the holiday season. We've got Black Friday sales, Christmas sales as well. And we've been getting earnings coming through from a couple of sectors. The retail ones seem to be quite interesting. We've seen some of the price hikes Uh, they've managed to pass on to consumers to some extent. But there's also been some pushback against those price hikes starting to show up. What do you make of the ability for companies to pass on higher prices down the road?
1: Well, that's that's exactly back to the point of the consumer. The question really is is how much more... Is the consumer willing to tolerate in terms of higher Mm. prices to this to this point right now? We've seen obviously a tremendous amount of pressure in a lot of the discretionary consumer places. But yet at the same time, if you look at a stock like Abercrombie and Finch or American Eagle Outfitters, if you just look at those two stocks, which Mm -hmm. are discretionary consumer stocks, they're doing really well. So it seems to me right now that there's a divided market in terms of the consumer. But if the damage continues and, 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 and pricing power cannot be passed to the consumer, then, and we're already seeing it, obviously, with the housing, which is why the housing is starting to fall. We're seeing it with some of the more uh, food-oriented places and, and restaurants. I mean, you know, McDonald's is, is, is McDonald's of all places. Stock went plummeting. If that transfers now to goods, to actual consumer goods, then I think we're going to be in for uh, you know a much rougher time. But if the consumer says, listen, I'm used to paying this kind of money, I've still got some money in my pocket, I've put a lot of money in, in, in short-duration bonds, so I'm set, I'm safe And rather than spending the cash into the market, putting the money back into the market, I'm going to continue to buy for my family and and what I need, but also what I want a little bit, just to feel good because life is definitely Mm -hmm. difficult right now globally, then we'll be okay. I mean, it's really hard to know, but I can say that we just bounced off of this critical support, as I mentioned before, in that area. If we look at XRT, which is my favorite retail ETF, And as long as we continue to hold the lows that we've had this week, then I would be a little bit more optimistic, not overly. And, of course, if it cannot hold, then I think the narrative will change again to something
0: a, a little bit darker, I'm afraid. Mm, yeah, Michelle, Talk about mixed bag, the bag's a bit mixed for technology names as well. In the past week or so, we've been getting numbers from some of the big boys. Uh, Netflix up, Google down, Microsoft up, Meta down. So it's been up and down for the tech sector. What do you make of investing in this space right now?
1: I would not necessarily want to be involved for the first time getting into some of these tech names right here. I mean, over the long period of time, we know that there's technology is going to be something that the world has gotten used to and can't live without. And what was interesting about all the numbers that you mentioned is that in terms of the cloud computing and the AI that did well in terms of the marketing, the advertising and the sales, not so much. So there you go. We're right back to the consumer. So in terms of the actual technology and the development of the future of how the world operates, Mm -hmm. great. In terms of people being able to go out and continue to buy these sort of systems, like let's look at Meta, for example. I mean, how many people do you know bought the Meta virtual reality box? (laughs) I know one. (laughs) And and that's a $3,000 price tag for that. So, yeah, I mean, that's, this is it, that, 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 if, if, if there's anything that defines how hard it is right now to figure out, you just said it, right? You know, meta up, meta down, uh, Microsoft up, Netflix up, Google down. I mean, so to me what that says is when you see that kind of disparity, mm-hmm. generally that is not a great sign. Not a great sign. So we'll see what happens. But yeah. I think that, that, that the whole growth sector has been so overvalued compared to everything else. A bit of a correction would not be thoroughly uh, the worst thing and probably uh, somewhat expected at this point.
0: Yeah, maybe more headwinds to come when we hear more from FOMC in the next two meetings for the rest of the year. We'll Michelle Schneider. She is the Chief Strategist at Market Gauge Group, helping us unpack the latest on Wall Street. Michelle, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much, Brian. It was
0: great to be here. You have a great day. Yeah, you have a great day, too. And we'll catch up again with you soon. Stay money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.